What sort of treachery is this? Stay back! Bear with us. I would advise you to take your soldiers and extricate yourselves from the situation. No! They're going to hurt him. On the contrary, the Wookiee is worth a great deal to our buyer. Alive. You can't smuggle living beings. For the right price, I can do whatever I want. Now stand down or be destroyed. Heads, Mavar Tigar, welcome to the 189th wondrously Wookiee-filled episode of Mandovision, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. The best way to reach out to us is, of course, on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandovisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. Well, how is everyone doing? Welcome back. Two days in a row. Can you can you believe it? It's happened. <laughs> but it gets us caught up, and we're here for another exciting episode of Star Wars The Bad Batch. And let me tell you, folks, whoa, baby, I love this episode. I was a big fan. There were several moments where I got, like, I got like the, the goose bumps, the goose skin, the chicken liver spot. I don't know. Whatever you guys want to call it. I, the, the hair on arms stood up on edge. Uh, it was it was wonderful. I had so many uh, really neat little moments. Uh, the, the 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 animation, the action, uh, the score. What a fantastic episode this was. I was really, really happy with this one, and I cannot wait to talk to you all about it. So let's go ahead. I mean, there's not a lot going on in the Star Wars world right now. There's not a lot of news breaking or anything of that nature. You know, we don't know any new... Uh, uh, there's no updates really on anything. So we're just going to keep diving into this show, right? The, the countdown to Mandalorian Season 3 is on, and... In the meantime, we're getting uh, the Bad Batch, and I'm having a great time with the season. You know, there's been some we talk, we talked about it yesterday. Uh, there's been some complaints, you know, too many filler episodes, too many side missions, blah blah blah. Well, then they hit you with the hammer. They give you this one, and this was a lot of fun. And and again, I can't wait to talk to you all about it. I'm super stoked 
on this episode in particular. Let's go ahead and give out our episode uh, particulars, right? This is Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2 Episode 6, Tribe. Original air date is today, February 1st, 2023. Written by Matt Mishnevitz, who does a phenomenal job. Directed by Stuart Lee, who does a phenomenal job. Our plot, The Bad Batch, help bring a new friend home. I mean, it's pretty on the nose, but I don't think you can really uh, uh, question the <laughs> accuracy of that, which is usually the case with The Bad Batch, right? So our principal cast this week, and again, this one's interesting because a, a lot of player of actors who have uh, main roles, but as different characters show up in this episode, like like Nasir Dalal, uh, who is normally Rampart, but is Axis leader today. Anyways, Dee Bradley Baker is the Bad Batch and the clone troopers that show up. Michelle Ang is Omega. Shobi Young is the Axis droids and Yana. As I said, Nasir Dalal returns, but this time as Axis leader. And Jonathan LaPau steps up as cartel droid number one, Gunji, the Trandosian tank driver, and Trandosians. <laughs> so a lot of uh, heavy hitting going on with some of the some of the voice work in this episode. Um, and yeah, we spoiled it for you right there. I mean, this is this is it. We saw it in the trailers and in the, in the, in the uh, images to tease this coming up season. We knew Gunji would return, and this is that episode. And I I just loved it. I was just delighted, you know. And if you're if you've been listening to the podcast as we've been doing our Star Wars, the Clone Wars rewatch is we watch we rewatches. <laughs> you would know that very recently we did the arc, the Youngling arc, where they go and they form their lightsabers and they get their Kyber crystals, and and Gunji's a huge part of that arc, and then all the run-ins they have with the pirates, and it's it, it's it's great stuff, and and Gunji is one of the stars of it. Uh, and so we knew from the trailers, from the teaser images, uh, that Gunji would, would survive Order 66. But, like, what was the context? What was the shape of that? And, you know, we don't know the, ex- ex- the extenuating circumstances under which he survived Order 66. But um, um, he has. And, and we find the situation. We, find, we catch up with him in a, in a very not good situation. Uh, we'll talk more about that on the other side. But, yes, uh, uh, it, it happened. Gunji, he's back. And it was awesome. All right, Bucketheads, you know what we got to do. It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. I'm Omega. What's your name? <laughs> My Wookiee's a little rusty, but I think he says his name is Gunji. <laughs> you catch that? He's been on the run since Order 66, and was attempting to reach the Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk before he was captured by those smuggling droids. I'm not sure how you survived this long on your own, but it's impressive. If he's trying to get to his homeworld, we can take him. Been a while since we've been to Kashyyyk. The Empire could have outposts there by now. We don't know if it's safe for him there. He's a Jedi. He's not safe anywhere. No, it certainly isn't safe on Kashyyyk, and I think a lot of us were maybe thinking that as soon as he said he wanted to go back, those of us who uh, are, 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 you know, a little bit more well-versed in the dark time period, you know, if you've been playing, if you played the uh, Jedi Fallen Order game uh, or or read any of the uh, uh, books that sort of fill in the gaps, um, in, gosh, they, they talk about Kashyyyk quite a bit in in the um, in that oh aftermath trilogy, yeah, and and so we know a lot of us know that that Kashyyyk is not cool. It's not, it's not a good place to be right now. The Empire is 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 
in the time of Fallen Order, they're they're neck deep in strip mining the planet. They're in, they, you know, the population's been enslaved. This is earlier on in that process where the Empire is just starting to begin uh, a, a taking the resources out of Kashyyyk, uh, and they they're still employing the Trandosians to round up Wookies and, and enslave them so that the Empire has a workforce. It's always sort of been interesting to me that the, the um, Empire using use of, of of you know hiring the Trandosians for the for this process because. Again, by and large, the Empire does, is, 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 you know, anti-alien. I, I still cling to that. I know they've tried to distance that a little bit uh, in the new Disney canon. Um, but in, in my heart, I know that the Empire is super racist. <laughs> and, and pro-human, I guess, is maybe, maybe the, the way that the Emperor would prefer to put it. Um, so that, that's sort of been an interesting uh, aspect of the canon, but the feud between the Wookiees and the Trandosians is is legendary. I mean, that's that's real lore. That's been in the old canon. That's been in the new canon. So that makes sense. So it also would make sense that the Trandosians would reach out to the Empire, like, "Hey, we want to do this. We want to get some Wookiee pelts. And if, if it serves your serves your purposes, and you throw us a couple a uh, couple coins for our efforts, uh, why not?" So we we get into that stuff really really quickly into into some very familiar lore and going to familiar territory like Kashyyyk. You know, it, it's. It's, it's, you know, again, we're sort of doing this tour of the galaxy, going to familiar worlds from the prequel trilogy in particular, uh, and, and, and seeing what the fallout is now with the rise of the Empire. And, and Kashyyyk is, is a very central world. And again, one of our favorite characters out there is Chewbacca. So, we, you know, we are uh, intimately connected to Kashyyyk and its fate and, and, and kind of seeing the process. Um, the one thing I, that I couldn't help but, but but think about is is you know what's next for Gunji because obviously you know this is this is new we're bringing Gunji back now we couldn't insert Gunji into uh, Star Wars Fallen Order before but now you have to you have to wonder his fate right like does does Gunji survive does Gunji uh, uh, get captured again does he get enslaved at some point you know there's a lot of questions for the for the for the fate of Gunji but by and large that's that's not what this episode is about it's about Gunji. Uh, reconnecting with his people and coming back to Kashyyyk. And, you know, you have to sort of re- remember that, you know, when the Jedi take children to, to, the, to the temple to become, to start their, their Jedi training, they're insanely young. And that's, that's sort of hinted at, sort of alluded to, uh, when, when Gunji doesn't know where he's going, doesn't really know anything about Kashyyyk other than what he remembers in his dreams. Uh, so I, th- I thought that was very uh, a touching moment that this, this sort of like wayward son of Kashyyyk returning home, but no familiarity, no understanding, uh, doesn't know his tribe, doesn't know his people necessarily, but just he just wants that connection to home, uh, and he ultimately gets it, and it's really a wonderful, beautiful stuff with the with the Wookiee tribe that takes him in, uh, you know the the way they uh, speak to the trees, the way they speak to each other, their embracing of, of nature. Which makes what the Empire is doing, the strip mining of the planet, all the more tragic. Uh, so there, there's a lot there to unpack and, and, and to think about. And, and I think that's – it's good to think about these things because, again, there are real-world applications. like we or Not applications, but real-world uh, crossover stuff here. Like you can look at the situation on Kashyyyk and the Empire and what they're doing to the planet and, and extrapolate that and put that on – um, any number of situations here in the real world, which isn't always a fun thing to do, but in in the world of science fiction and fantasy, that's sort of a nice. It's nice to be able to have that com- comparison, and um, again, presents us with a better understanding of of what these characters are experiencing in their in their stories, and and I really like that. I want to go back though to the beginning of the episode uh, because we're you know we're skipping over a lot of it just to focus on Gunji. Who don't get me wrong, Gunji is something somebody worth focusing on. But I want to go back to the beginning of the episode, and when we when we go to 
the, the space station, our, our arrival at the space station, the Vanguard Axis station. I really enjoy space stations in general, uh, and it's been fun in recent years to sort of see new and various types of space stations in Star Wars, kind of getting a little bit more attention now. You know, for the longest time, the only space station that we were aware of in, in Star Wars was was the Death Star. Kind of a bummer of a space station. <laughs> um, so it's been fun seeing uh, other stations kind of emerge, whether in in uh, um, in the various shows, basically, in, in you know, in the revival of Clone Wars, in the Bad Batch, in Mandalorian, in Andor, you know, things like that. It, it's been fun to see that. So we get to see an all new one in this episode. Uh, and I'm a little unclear. A lot of stuff on, on Wikipedia refers to it as Vanguard Axis is the name of the station, but it also seems to be the name of the droid uh, smuggling gang that controls it. Um, and I really enjoyed seeing a, a, a droid gang in play because it reminded me of, of something called, do you guys remember the droid Grata, Gata, Gatra? Excuse me, the droid Gatra? <laughs> I believe they debuted. I, I, I could be wrong when they debuted, but I definitely remember reading about them in uh, the the solo prequel book, the the most wanted, uh, they have been mentioned in 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 scene. I think even in in the Doctor Afra comics, uh, mentioned in the Vader comics. I think they're mentioned in the Tarkin novel as well. Uh, so the Droid Gatra was was a sort of a branded as a criminal organization, even though like their their whole thing was about droid independence, droid liberation, the end of, of droid subservience to other beings. Um, so I, I immediately thought of the droid Gatra when I saw that this was a, a completely droid-run run, droid run outfit. Uh, but Vanguard Axis seems to be slightly different. They, they seem to be just more about being uh, smugglers and, and, and you know getting earning credits and things like that. I don't know if they have a larger agenda at, at that point. Or you know maybe they run a parallel to the droid, droid Gatra, or, or they have a, a contradictory plans for the droid Gatra. I, it's... Who's to say? But I, I like the idea of just a, a gang of droids <laughs> smuggling and doing nefarious things. And they are the ones that have captured Gunji. They have taken his lightsaber. They are holding him hostage. Uh, the Bad Batch is there to do a deal on behalf of Sid, uh, of course. Um, and I guess you, I guess we have to wonder a little bit, right? Uh, who is it that the, the that the Vanguard Axis is going to be selling Gunji to? Is it just to the Empire in general? Is it to the Inquisitors? Is it to Darth Vader himself? Or is it to, to uh, you know, somebody else? Like, like maybe Jabba the Hutt wants a, a Jedi pet for himself. You know, like, there's a lot of things to kind of wonder about with that. Uh, because obviously if the droid Gatro was expecting a big payday for it, they would have had to go do a lot of work to capture Gunji, I would, I would imagine. Because uh, I would imagine he, he was not easy to subdue. But the moment uh, that Omega arrives and, and finds him being hit with the stun sticks... Um, yeah, it just, I don't know, something about the episode's intensity just kind of ratcheted up a notch for me, and I got really stoked. And then there's the big standoff when the rest of the batch arrives to help Omega and Echo and Gunji. Uh, and, and Gunji, you see him put down the blaster because he sees his lightsaber on uh, the hip of, of, of Axis leader. And, you know, does his hand things because he's about to call his lightsaber. And watching Omega's reaction, because she hasn't seen a Jedi in action yet. She hasn't seen these sort of things you know, maybe maybe read about him, maybe seen a hollow bit or something like that. But it's like she's watching it right now happen next to her, uh, and I thought that was a little interesting uh, reaction on her face. And then the moment when he when he pulls the lightsaber back, snaps it on, uh, and the music just kicks in. The Kevin Kiner score in this episode, again, the I got the the hair standing on edge. It was just really really awesome. And so the the batch, uh, you know, 
they do a lot of damage to, to Vanguard Axis. I don't know if they kill them all completely, but they kill a lot of them. There's a lot of dead droids in that, in that space station now. Uh, and they make their exit, and that's when they go. They're on the ship, and Gunji's sitting in the back because, again, he doesn't really trust the clones. He has no reason to. He's on the run from Order 66. He knows what the clone troopers did. Uh, and Hunter sort of has to explain that we are not like those clone troopers. You know, we didn't follow Order 66, and now, you know, we don't work for the Empire. We are not friends of the Empire. Uh, you know, you can can trust us. And Gunji sort of uh, reluctantly comes to that conclusion as well and begins to eat, like, the the MREs that they have, the MRE rations that they give him. And, you know, Omega being Omega uh, is, you know, just overtly friendly and wants to help aid Gunji. You know, that's kind of her thing, right? Like, finds people in distress and, and offers to help them. She just does the right thing, just does the thing that a good person would do. And, and so when they find out that Gunji's trying to get to Kashyyyk, they decide to go to Kashyyyk. And that's, again, this is like the heart of the episode, connecting with the people and Gunji, uh, you know, kind of learning his way around his own world, uh, which is a lot of fun. Let me go ahead and cue up a clip for you. We were soldiers of the Republic. But let's just say we don't see eye to eye with the Empire. We came because Gunji was in trouble. Jedi or not, he's still a child. He needs his people. So before that scene, there was another great action sequence on the planet of Kashyyyk. As the Batch comes across a group of Trandosians in, in tanks and... and uh, they have a Wookiee prisoner, and they're destroying the land. They're destroying these carved stone pillars that probably tell the history of Kashyyyk uh, and are sacred to the Wookiees. Uh, so Gunji springs into action and, and brings the batch with him. Uh, and again, it's another great action sequence. Gunji doing Gunji things, Jedi things, the Bad Batch doing Bad Batch things. Uh, they free that Wookiee, and then they, he takes them back to their tribe, and that's where we get that moment from. But that's a great action sequence, too. This is an episode full of really great action sequences. Uh, and... After that moment, we catch back up with the Trandosians and the clones of the Empire uh, as, as they know that they're now on the hunt for a Jedi because uh, they saw the marks of the lightsaber on the side of the tank. Uh, this leads to another confrontation, or this, uh, another confrontation is, is pending, basically. Uh, and the Wookiees have to decide what they're going to do, how they're going to spring into action. Uh, and again, you get that, that really wonderful moment where the Wookiees leave their their hut and they go out to the great uh, Rorschach trees and, and they, they place their hands on the trees and they begin to commune with the trees. And, uh, you know, there's a, that moment where, where I believe it's Hunter. Ex uh, no, it might've been, uh, I think it was actually tech who explains how the, uh, Wookiees, you know, they believe that the planet belongs to the trees and they live in harmony with the planet and the trees. So it, it's, uh, it, again, you know what, maybe I'll just play that clip. That might just be easier. I'll tell you right now, I was wrong. It's definitely Hunter who says it. <laughs> so here we go. What are they doing? They're asking the trees for help. They're talking to the trees? They believe this planet belongs to the trees, and they are allies in this fight. We'll take all the allies we can get. And the trees have a pretty darn good plan. Uh, it involves drawing them deep into the forest and using uh, the vast predators of Kashyyyk uh, to to defend off the Trojans to to 
defeat the Empire. Uh, it's it's a really great action sequence that comes up, and you know it gets it again. It sort of reminds me. I can't help but think of of Jedi Order. I'm sorry, Fallen Order. Uh, when you go to Kashyyyk and you have to do a lot of time on in the in the treacherous depths of the forest, you know, where there's a lot of predatory creatures around that you have to to be be mindful of when you're on Kashyyyk. Uh, and I, the the, the the sort of tree spiders in this episode, <laughs> they 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 come in pretty handy too, attacking the clones and the Trandoshans and defending the planet from them. Uh, and when Gunji is drawn, draws the enemy, the leader of the Trandoshans, deeper into the forest, uh, it's actually these the giant tree spiders that come down, and and sort of who 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 he had communed with earlier. It's sort of set up that he had established that he's not a danger to them. Uh, so they sort of like motion him to leave, and they'll handle this guy. And you see the Trandoshan leader. They don't focus on it. It's sort of just in the background, getting spun up in the web and dragged up into the trees where they're they're going to feast on that guy. It's a really pretty awesome sequence, but it's not. Again, it's not the focus of anything. It's just sort of something you notice over like Gunji's shoulder or over Hunter's shoulder as they're. Uh, no, I think it's just Gunji's shoulder. I think he's the only one in the sequence as he's kind of making his way from the fire and the destruction that the Trandoshans are, are, have wrought in, in the jungle there, in the jungle for, for, in the forest, on the floor of the forest. My goodness, I'm having a little trouble today. I'm, I'm very excited about this episode. Um, but it's just a really great action sequence. And, you know, three really great action sequences really string this episode together, but there's really touching, quiet moments in it too as well. You know, Gunji, again, sort of connecting with his people, connecting with Kashyyyk. And I, I think it's very interesting for us knowing the hardships that Kashyyyk is about to endure for a long period of time, uh, because that, that that sort of makes this a, a sad episode in a lot of ways too. Like a lot of this planet, a lot of these trees that we see now here in this episode are going to get raised or be part, become part of the Imperial War Machine at some point. You know, the, this planet gets gets stripped, gets gutted pretty hard by the Empire, um, and and they don't know that yet. And, and again, like I said, I think it just adds a little bit of a tragedy sort of underscore the episode it's uh lends it to lends it to a, a sad note for those of us who know the future of Kashyyyk but maybe if maybe you have those blinders on and you don't know yet and I'm sorry if I just ruin it for you and, and I let you know the secret that Kashyyyk is in for a world of hurt for a long long time well as long as the empire is still around and even even post the empire for a few years after that it's quite some time before Kashyyyk gets liberated uh, and again, now I want to know what kind of role Gunji will play in the in that liberation if he makes it to that day or not. Um, very interesting things to to sort of consider with that. So a couple more elements of this show of this episode that I want to talk about before uh, we get out of here uh, is is I really one again it's a tiny detail but I, I like uh, Tex goggles coming down. He has like that screen over his eyes as the Wookies are speaking so that he can translate and understand them in depth. Hunter seems to know a good amount of Wookie of Sharuk, but you know, it's nice to have tech there to sort of fill in the blanks, right? So you don't assume that that, that hunter is just like the master of languages, I guess. Um, but again, it's a small little detail, and he just his, his his blinders just come down, and you sort of see the transcriptions coming across uh, his eyes, which is a, a, a nice little small detail. Uh, and then uh, Yana herself, the, the 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 leader of this Wookiee clan of this Wookiee tribe, and sort of the way that she embraces and, and erases Gunji and, and sort of shares their connection to the planet with the outsiders, basically. Uh, and that's, that's 
that's Yana basically closed out the episode with some really good lines here, and I'm going to go ahead and play it. Again, she's speaking Sharuk, uh, and it'll be tech translating, but uh, 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 Hunter has some parting words as well for us. And I think it it's a really um, powerful but sort of sad and tragic uh, dialogue as well, because again, we sort of know the fate that that awaits uh, the Kashyyyk and the Wookiees, and it's, uh, well, we'll just play the clip. Here we go. They're both just kids, but they don't get to be. Not in this galaxy. When a young one leaves, the trees weep. But when they return, the trees sing. As this child has found his new home, perhaps one day we all will find a new path. Hopefully, one far away from war. Well, I got sad news for you, Hunter. The name of the show is Star Wars. And so, peace. It's not Star Peace. Star Wars, my friend. I'm so sorry for the, to, to break that to you. But I did like that little that moment at the end with Gunji and Omega, uh, the, you know, trying to, attempting, Omega in particular, attempting to at least commune with the trees. Uh, and, 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 you know, I don't know. There's just something sweet and touching about that, about her trying to understand the Wookiee ways and, and, and you know, participate in it actively. I, I really enjoy the way this episode ends as well. This is a great episode. This is eight buckets. I didn't rate... I don't think I rated the last one. <laughs> I'm not sure I rated most of season two. I think I forgot about my bucket scoring. This is eight buckets, though, easy. A uh, big fan of this episode. I love what they do in this one. You got the classic... Uh, blood rivalry between the Wookiees and the Jindosians. Uh You get to see the the beginning of the Empire uh, uh, stripping Kashyyyk of its of its uh, mineral resources. I'm not saying that in a positive. I'm just sort of you know in the historical context, we're seeing the beginnings of that of that that thing that we know is coming. Uh, and and again, we're we're seeing the Batch do a good thing, spurred on by Omega. But she doesn't have to twist her arms in this one. You know, they're, they they understand that that uh, Gunji has an uphill battle ahead of him, whether the Empire's on Kashyyyk or not, just because he's a Jedi. So the least he could be is with his people uh, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the struggle that he has coming his way. Uh, and again, I, I, I cannot help but speculate about the fate of Gunji moving forward. Would love to see more stories with him in them. Um, we'll see what happens with that, if we get more of those or not. But this is a really solid episode. Great action sequences, great dialogue, a lot of fun little things here and there. I love seeing this this, this droid smuggling ring. Uh, and then, again, going to Kashyyyk, a, a planet that we know so, so well from our time as Star Wars fans. Uh, and as, as Season 2 continues to sort of take us on a tour of, of prequel worlds uh, and, and seeing the aftermath, like what's affecting them, what's changed uh, since the Empire has risen. Uh, and I'm really enjoying that aspect of Season 2 quite a bit. So, yeah, eight big old buckets on this one and i hope you guys enjoyed it as much as i did that's that's really all i want to say about it uh so what else i don't know like i said there's not a lot of star wars news right now uh i want to get you all ready because there will be two episodes next week i sort of teased an episode the other day um i had i had to sort of rearrange the schedule a little bit but you're getting two episodes next week because uh february 7th is is star wars podcast day uh, that is the day in which a lot of the Star Wars podcasts out there, I think there's over 100 plus lined up uh, to participate in Star Wars Podcasting Day. Uh, it's it's when, we, when we sort of all pause and acknowledge the very first Star Wars podcast, uh, uh, Jedi Talk, that came out, I think it was 24 years ago. Uh, February 7th of this year marks the 24th anniversary 
of the very first Star Wars podcast. Uh, so we're delighted to be back participating, uh, sort of paying our respects and 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 and, and um, homage our <laughs> to to sort of the the progenitor, the the podcast that started it all. You know, we are, there's a million Star Wars podcasts, almost literally, out there, uh, and and you know, we're we're so happy to be part of the of the big community of Star Wars podcasts. We're so happy that we have so many wonderful, wonderful listeners, uh, and it's it's a wonderful time to to just sort of highlight the podcasting Star Wars community out there. So, um, there the hashtags are out there on social media for Star Wars Podcasting Day. Uh, click on those, maybe you'll find some new Star Wars shows you like. Just don't leave this one, I please. <laughs> please. Always be always be a part of Buckethead Nation. All right, I mean, that's what that's the main goal. <laughs> but hopefully, we'll we'll drag some new people into Buckethead Nation as well. That'd be a lot of fun too. Because the more the merrier. I, we got plenty of buckets to, to to share with people. All right. So yeah, get ready for an episode on the February seventh, and we'll be back for February eighth for the next episode of Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Because we can't stop. We won't stop podcasting about star wars it's just too much gosh darn fun and that's all there is to it all right so i will uh leave you all now uh thank you thank you thank you once again for listening uh my name is tom nargai tom this is the mando vision podcast follow us on social media at mando underscore vision on twitter and instagram email the show hit me up with those long form diatribes at mandovisiontom at gmail.com make sure you're liking subscribing following and sharing this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. If you want to support the show, another fun way to do so is five-star reviews. They are a big deal on the Apple Podcasts. They really help the small independent shows like us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle of all those mega corporate podcasts that now fill your uh, library feeds. Oh my gosh, so many podcasting networks out there that want to squash us and make sure that you can't find us. But we will, we will always be found. We will not go away. <laughs> we <laughs> we will rise up like the end of Andor. Don't worry about it. All right. Let's go ahead and get out of here. You know this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I would like to see the baby.